0: Greetings friends. This is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am picking up today where we left off with our interview with author Sarah Ramey. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in for these special episodes with my first ever interviews. I'm glad that you're here and I hope that you enjoy this last part of the interview with her. And stay tuned at the end of the broadcast if you are interested in winning a copy of Sarah's book. I will be giving a copy away on April 17th. So stay tuned at the end for details. Thanks so much, enjoy. Um, so uh, much later in the book, uh, you're talking about the discovery of the heroine's journey and you're talking, uh, I'm quoting here on page 232, to see that being called down into the bowels of the earth or the bowels of your life, literally into your own bowels, is to be called down to the mother and to see that being sent through the mulcher by illness or trauma or loss is to be sent down into nature and into one's own nature, but also into the nature of culture and given the opportunity to bear witness to what is there and to adjust it if necessary, and then to realign, reroute, and regrow, and then to help others do the same. Um, what a profound discovery about the process uh, you've made, and um, not buying into sort of the false narratives and the false opportunities, but um, the being broken open, the being broken, <laughs> the being broken open, <laughs> and, and the cycles, the cyclical nature of this. Um, I wonder what more you're called to say about that, if anything.
1: Yeah, so for me, that part of the book is about when, because I had been working this book for a while, and I had like very, very consciously modeled a lot of it on the hero's journey, which is like, you know, what everybody does, I think, (laughs) consciously or unconsciously. And it's, because it's just so ingrained in our culture. Literally, screenwriters keep Joseph Campbell's book on their desk as they're working on their, you know, big Marvel movies, et cetera. They they look to that to to consciously make uh, good storytelling. And so I think we really learn how to, emulate that in our own lives and so and and you get a lot of that messaging in the illness world that's like you got to battle your illness and you got to be a wellness warrior and like all this stuff and uh, which there is value to that like because it it can be kind of strengthening but at this point in my own journey it was when (laughs) I had been like battling for a long time and I uh I, I did this uh, treatment that caused like a major chronic fatigue syndrome crash, like the kind where you're just, I mean, completely uh, can't sit up. My mom had to, you know, spoon soup into my mouth. I mean, it was just horrific. And <laughs> it really was then that I was like, this is not <laughs> the hero's journey. <laughs> like, this is not what is happening. I have been trying to slay this illness. At that point, it had been a decade. And It was just obvious that i was uh if if that's what i was trying to do i was going to fail and i had failed and i was like that that can't be it (laughs) it can't be that i I am a a failure on the hero's journey it's that's i don't accept this and so that i did start to look into really slowly uh, as i got a little bit better into if there were like other myths or stories or things like that and it finally occurred to me like oh i should just look for heroine's journey like maybe there's some sort of counterpart to this and lo and behold there sure is (laughs) like and it's this huge story that exists in so many different cultures just like the hero's journey it it is it's the same thing it repeats it's because it's the the other major story of life is the story of trauma and loss and grief and illness and all the horrible things that happen and needing to have a way to understand that in a way that it is useful to you and useful to the people around you and not just a story of sadness and tragedy and because that that is not enough (laughs) for it to just tell like a poignant sad story I think that because there is so much that like that passage that you just read it's about like trauma it is shattering but what it also does is it It breaks you open and allows you to see things that you could not see when you were, quote, whole. And that is certainly my experience and the experience of like everyone I know that goes through some major traumatic experience. Not that it always turns out really well, (laughs) it's just that it does, it forces you to look at um, the the reality of things in a way that you can really <laughs> kind of ignore when you're like, well, and just going about life above ground, and everything is fine. You're in control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you just can kind of ignore it. it. It, like the the thing that I think is like the most classic symptom of like no underworld experience is like because I used to work for Obama, and after obama was elected all everybody being like oh i think we live in a post race society and i was like what are you <laughs> talking about like but it was this real desire for people to just look at it, this very heroic figure um had succeeded and had like you know slain the dragon of racism and it was dead <laughs> that's just the way they wanted to think about it but of course That's not true at all. And in the root system, in the underworld, underground, there is still all of these, as we now see, horrific festering problems that I I do think, like, so so for me, our, our current political situation has been like a classic heroine's journey, like crack in the earth opens up through a major political drama, and down we all go into having to look at what's wrong. And that really has been, to me, what, like, has dominated the last four years. I mean, I don't want to get into politics too much, but I mean, that, I feel like is a very good example of, like, a horrible thing that happened, but that has also allowed all of us to really look at what's really going on um, in the root system of the culture, and that I think we probably wouldn't have looked at without um, things really coming apart in in such a profound way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so, uh, the, I want to see if I can just grab this quote near the end. You say, "If you have been erased and disappeared and pushed to the margins over and over again, remember, the Book of the Dead is also the Book of the, uh, the Book of Life." The and so what the this this podcast is called chronic wellness because yes. it is my belief that whether or not we are healthy ever again our spirit can find wellness we can gravitate toward wellness in our in our hearts <laughs> and, yes. and look for ways seek that out and so what are the things that are bringing you life are are lighting you up well <laughs>
1: In this time of uh, extended quarantine, I, I, lit- I literally just recently got well enough to like go back out into the world. <laughs> that's a deal, yeah, and uh, not in, not not for a couple of months <laughs> more, but that's okay. I um, I do feel very practiced in the art of quarantine, so um, you know I. I, I'm I have like I think so many people in this world have become like uh, pretty religious about self-care and like really like just because it, it just is for me it really is what allows me to maintain some level of feeling okay and, and keeping my soul happy and so I, I just do a lot of the a lot of the basic things of just you know moving my body but not too much like not enough that it would cause a crash and and trying to eat real food and going to sleep early and all of those things but i also the main thing now that i'm not supposed to leave the house at all is i've um uh, i live in this apartment building and on the roof we have this amazing uh community garden and mm-hmm. so i have this huge container garden like it's really big and it's the kind of thing that like a a couple months ago when I was starting to buy seeds they were like oh you're not gonna want to do that you're gonna overdo it and you're not gonna have time (laughs) it's like just last week I said I think I do have the time (laughs) what did you
0: plant what did you plant
1: oh my god what didn't I (laughs) I've got so there's a a big flower garden so there's like zinnias and cosmos and delphinium and lupines and lupines lupines and and uh um miracles and some other things then a big herb garden and then some uh, vegetables as well
0: how magical good for you so (laughs) tilling the soil in your heart in your soul and up on the roof (laughs) Exactly.
1: yeah i I have to say really gardening is one of those things that if somebody else had said it to me like "Mm, this is a great way to like you know, feel better or lift your mood, I would have been like, yeah, 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 But man, it really is. <laughs> knew it, right? I know, yeah. I just, yesterday, you know, we really are in this very difficult time right now. And yesterday was, was a tough one for me and I was having a rough day and I just went upstairs and then just, you know, it's all dirt right now. It's not like anything is even like sprouting. It's just, it's just buckets of dirt, but I played around in the dirt. I pulled up some old plants. Put some dirt in the pots, I felt so much, I was uh. restored. <laughs> it was so, that, that's been really good to remember that that, um, that bringing other things to life is an excellent way to bring yourself to life.
0: <laughs> well said. Oh, Sarah Ramey, what a gift this time with you has been. Everybody, I uh. want you to know about her book, The Lady's Handbook for Her Mysterious Illness. Go get your copy. I mean, bookstores are closed right now, so you know, get online and get your copy. And if you want to win a free copy of this book, get on my social and you'll see instructions. I am giving this away on April 17th. So you have until then to tweet myself, tweet her. You'll see the instructions on my social to win a copy of this book, and you're gonna want one. So (laughs) thank you so much for this time with me. I'm so pleased.
1: This is so nice. I really appreciate it. So great to meet you. You as well.
0: You as well. And until we're together again, folks, thanks for spending some time this way and be well.